Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Snot Rocket Podcast. This is episode six. Joining me, as always, is Tommy. What's up, boo? Hey, Tommy. Welcome back, buddy. Hey, thanks. Hey, I hear it's going to rain between one and three tomorrow. Yeah, what, according to Alexa, that's what's going to happen. So this is going to be the second part of our series on drugs and doping and running. This is all part of Tommy's master plan to yes. delve into the world of drugs and running. So if you haven't listened to episode five, Please pause, go back, and listen to that because in that episode, we start to lay the groundwork and we begin our journey into doping in sports. And we also do drugs. No, we don't. <laughs> and we sort out a little bit of the history of doping and some interesting stories of its evolution in running. So we're going to continue on in this episode and we go down an even deeper rabbit hole and discuss doping in the United States in particular – Mr. But, Alberto Salazar, Tommy, you want to talk about you want to talk about him for a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so the first episode, or I should say, episode five, I kind of really wanted you to go in without a lot of research or just what you had known. But with this one, I kind of wanted you to dig a little bit because um, Salazar. I think there are some people who don't know. They just they they may know about him from his running days and then a little bit of trouble with this and that, but. Now that you've read a little bit about him, what are your thoughts on him, just in general, without getting into too deep? <laughs> he's a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit, yeah. Yeah, and we'll get into why he's a piece of shit. Um, wow, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's surprising. It's like, wow. But anyway. So let's, let's take care of a little housekeeping, Tommy. You, I said welcome back, so you are returning from a cruise. Yes, I was on a cruise. It was pretty cool. Um, and my brother and I got yelled at. By a, by a woman, because we were kind of making fun of her mother, because we're mean, we're awful people, and we have fun with my mother, and um, this lady was like, if you two don't stop making fun of your mother, I was like, oh shit, we're in You're like, well, who is this lady? Is she like my mom's pickle bar heart? Yeah, maybe. I mean, we were on a, uh, a, a taxi boat to one of the islands we were going to, and we were just, we're just like sitting a couple rows, you know, away, and the woman's, you know, between the two of us, and... She could just hear us go, you know, go back and forth. And she was like, you better stop. And I'm like, oh, shit. But I do have a funny story. Hold um, on. Before, before you get into that, okay. while you were out there in the Caribbean and you're, you had your drink package and you're on a cruise, I was here home having a colonoscopy. Ah, another one this week? No, no, no. It's, it, was, it was delayed and finally, finally I had to break the seal the day before and had to drink all that nasty stuff. And I was just... Uh, just shitting my brains out. That and, sounds awesome. And I actually ended up making it through my colonoscopy. But interesting story about that. So I'm on the table. I'm ready to go. And I'm on I'm on my stomach kind of like with my leg over. Uh, and I'm ready. So I'm, many ways I can go. I'm ready this to right go. And I'm holding back. And the doctor comes in and he says, okay, Jeffrey, no hard-ons <laughs> this time. And I said, wait a second. My name's Andrew. I'm not Jeffrey. He goes, I know. I'm Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Not uh, not a true story. I just uh, wanted to summon Tommy with that. Um, but uh, Tommy, you brought some beer tonight. What'd you I bring? Did. I brought some uh, Dale's American Double IPA. Jesus, um, I've had Dale's Pale Ale, but this is an, an American Double IPA yeah. with a nine percent alcohol volume. Yeah, that's no problem. We could do this. No, I really should open these before we start recording, but oh well. Well, that brings us, that's a good segue into another housekeeping item. Uh, 
my mom. Everybody just chill. Act cool. My mom is listening. She sent a text. Uh, I had no idea she knew about it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm surprised ahead. anybody knows about this bullshit. <laughs> to be honest How do you with. think we've had 300 listens by now? Uh, um, yeah, let me see if I can find the text from mom. Nice she, show prep, Andrew. She, nice show prep. She says, um, good news. I bought a Bluetooth earphones for my treadmill walking at gym. I liked it, except for the language. I accept your apology, BTW. And I, let me get over the fact that my mom is using BTW. At or 70, Bluetooth. At 72 years of age. Worst part of the beer run was Tommy's Belches. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so yeah, there we go. So my mom's story on the cruise. Okay. This may take a minute to set up. So um, I was in a room with Christina and the baby and Christina's sister was half in the room and half not. And then there was another room with my brother and my mother. And my mother was kind of driving my brother Doug nuts because uh, he's like, if she mentions Papa Dole's Papa Doodles, because that's what she calls the dog, Papa Doodles. She's like, I'm going to lose my mind. He's like, and she lost her glasses. She went up and got a haircut, and I've been searching everywhere. I went to Lost and Found. I went back up to the to the haircutting place twice. I can't find her damn glasses. And I have this voice where I, I don't mimic my mother because she sounds nothing like it, but um, I do this voice that's awful. And I could be loud with it, but I, I'll try not to be loud. But you got to understand... My mother couldn't find her glasses. She has no idea where they are. And she's just talking about, my puppet doodles, my puppet doodles, and then with the haircut. So I just go, I went and got my hair cut. Now I can't find my glasses. How am I supposed to see my puppet doodles without my glasses? And, my brother just, and I just had Christina and Doug laughing so hard. Christina's like, I just had a baby. Are you trying to make me pee myself? Stop doing that. At your mother's expense. Yeah, oh, God. And no wonder why the lady yelled at us, you know? Like, oh, Jesus. It was so great. <laughs> That's awesome. And then the worst part was, like, two days later, we're all up on the Lido deck, and my mother's just going through her purse, and all of a sudden she pulls out her glasses out of her pocketbook, and my brother looks at me with this look on his face like, I don't fucking believe it. <laughs> just like, and then I just had to walk away. Oh, I couldn't yeah. even that, say that's, anything. That's such a mom thing to do. Oh, it's so great. God bless him. So great. My puppy so is your mom listening? Did, did, no, she no? no. No. Okay, maybe you need to. No, she doesn't need to know anything about this. Your mom doesn't want to be a snotty. Okay. No, it's like a lot of things in high school. She doesn't need to know what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I got to be on my P's and Q's now because there's some things that my mom hasn't found out about about my high school days. So, moving on. <laughs> Anywho. Um, so yeah, we're gonna delve really into U.S. doping and running, and it really does kind of revolve around Salazar because uh, I think that's the most recent I mean you know we, we can we can really if we wanted to we could talk about Lance for a while but that that's already been I think we've like run through that and that's yeah, played and, out a little bit but in the world of running and American distance I mean yeah Salazar's you could make the argument he's was or is just as good a of a, of a coach as any of them that has ever been um, especially on the professional level I mean you could certainly Get some coaches on a college level, you know, um, Oregon and, and stuff like that. But um, on the professional level, there's, I mean, Hanson Brooks had some success, but not the way Salazar did. Yeah, I feel like Hanson Brooks was trying to follow that, uh, you know, Eastern African type of group training. Yeah, without and, the drugs, though. But not with drugs. 
So um, just just right now, currently, uh, Salazar has been banned. Well, he's he's banned for life, but he was initially banned in 2019 for using prescription drugs for something other than their intended use. And we'll kind of dig into that with his doctor, Dr. Brown, and tampering with the doping control process. Um, that's this is this is according to New York Times. He's now barred for life uh, for allegedly sexually assaulting an athlete on two different occasions. S- sorry, Safe Sport ruled Salazar permanently ineligible in July of 2021. Trigger alert: finding that he had committed four violations, which included two instances of penetrating a runner with a finger while giving an athletic massage. Yeah, that's just that's just ridiculous. And he's denied it, of yeah, course. Yeah. Well, he's he. I mean, what's he going to do? Come out and say, "Yep, that was me." Right. I mean, and Safe Sport is, it's kind of a U.S. and I don't want to say it's a governing body, but it's kind of like a watchdog group, yeah. sort of. And they, they don't really have any power, but if they say like this guy's banned for life, then you know the yeah. What does that mean? USATF is just going to be like, okay, we'll take your word for it. Oh, okay. Go, you know, I mean, they they. They kind of have implied power. They don't have any like, like explicit power. Yeah, right. Okay, he's done. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, he's not going to be yeah, no, coaching. Not, or, no. Nike no. is completely dropped. We'll get into all that, yeah. but uh, let's let's kind of go into a little bit about who Salazar is. Uh, I think I think a lot of people know him more for his marathon success, but he kind of has a little bit of a history. Yeah, I mean, he, he was even a, an exceedingly talented runner on a national level as right. like a 10-year-old, too. I mean, I, I want to say he had the national record at one time for 10-year-olds in a 10K. Um, but he he has always been, well, I shouldn't say he's always been really good because he kind of fizzled out by his mid-20s. I mean, he was pretty much done. But, man, did he have a run, no pun intended. Yeah. You know? So he... His father emigrated from Cuba. Actually, Salazar was born in Cuba. Right, right. And they emigrated, consorted yeah. with Castro. Yeah, dad apparently was, was buddy buddies with Castro, and I'm not sure if that didn't end well, because um, there's a reason that they got out of town. Right. You know, so he comes over here and heads up to Massachusetts, yes. where he goes to high school and is a state champion there in 1975, uh, which is... It's just kind of impressive because, you know, the the talent level in the Northeast with running because of the density of the population makes it a little, a little. Even though the states are smaller, there's still a, a more of a dense population than like in Montana or Oregon or something. You know. Okay. You yeah. Know. But still, it's impressive. And then, of course, he goes to Oregon and he becomes a an NCAA champ in several different. Uh, like he would, the, the team was a champ. You know, he was a, on, on the team that was a champion. Um, you know, and he was a cross country champion in uh, 1978. And this is kind of where his whole relationship with Oregon and Nike and yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's kind of like that's kind of it's after Nike st- kind of started because Nike really started in the early 70s. Yep. And it just started to gain some traction. And obviously, Oregon's where. Um, its roots are, mm-hmm. and then uh, he, in '79 uh, he lost the NCAA uh, cross country championships to Henry Rono, 
and they ran 28-19 and 28-28 for um, a 10K cross-country, which is insane when you think about that. Yeah, that's, that's blazing. Yeah, and so this is back in 1979, and those times, the 28-19 and the 28-22 are still in the top five fastest times in NCAA history, which is crazy. That's, that's just... You know, they must have had good drugs back then, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, with a lot of the cross-country and even 10,000 runners, they eventually go on to run marathons. Because you right. go pro, eventually, yeah. that's kind of where the money is. Well, even well, I don't know, back then, early 80s, I don't know if there's a lot that, of money. That's when it kind of started, yeah. um, especially because um, Fred, Fred LeBeau, the uh, race director for the New York City Marathon, really started to give money under, under, under the table to get people to run. Yeah, he, he kind of pioneered that because, yeah. because Boston yeah. I, you know, notoriously didn't really have a big purse. No. Yeah, until they, they got a that's big because they're a snob trot. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Have I told you about my jackets? Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, once um, – and, like, Salazar was obviously very good – in yeah. college and high school, but he really found his 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 calling when he took to the marathon. Yeah, he actually had a successful marathon career. Yes, and... very. Although it was a short-lived one. Mm-hmm. It was only for maybe five years yeah. at most. At right. most. So he, yeah, and, and a lot of this is famously documented in the book Duel in the Sun, in which uh, in the 1982 Boston Marathon, he and Dickie Beardsley battle it out. Dickie and, Beardsley, huh? You guys are tight like that. Well, I, I just I've I've listened to the book, I've read the book, and um, Dick Beardsley's coach refers to him as Dickie. And Dick Beardsley, he's kind of an odd dude. He is. I mean, he's he's enjoyably odd. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I I I got to listen to him talk at Grandma's marathon, and he's up there talking to a bunch of us. It's like I don't know, maybe 150 of us. And he has his guitar out, and he's singing these like oh, folky God. songs, and I'm and, and I'm thinking, I'm like, no wonder this dude got hooked on opiates. He's fucking weird. Yeah, that's the irony of the yeah. entire thing is that following the Boston Marathon, their two lives kind of diverged, and Dick Beardsley end up addicted to painkillers, and he's now he, clean and sober. It was a was a like a, a farming tractor accident. It, it was uh, he jacked up his back. I want to say. Wait. Back or his hip or something like it that. It was his leg, actually. Okay. He's, he, he, and he grew up as a farmer. So yeah. he, and now he's like a fishing tour guide. That wasn't his singing voice, apparently. That got fucked no. up. No. Uh, and so he ended up, he was working. This is when he retired from his running career and he was working on the farm and he was attempting to con- uh, connect a uh, power takeoff mechanism for his tractor and his leg got wrapped around the rotor of the, of the, of the drive Damn. and basically they liken it to like uh, string getting wrapped around a spool and just completely snapped his leg and, oh. s- and he crawled to his wife and immediately during treatment, he was provided with painkillers and he was hooked to the point where he was, uh, he was, falsifying prescriptions and yeah. all, all over all, the place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he Kind of yeah. just uh, giving and himself up, and he got busted, and he, he now didn't is do any very, jail, did he? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think he did any jail time. Any jail, which is which is surprising because yeah. yeah, forging prescriptions is kind of a no-no. Yeah, and Especially. so he ended up uh, 
now he does a lot of speaking mm. in regards to in regards to that, and he's he still hosts some races and. But you know it's funny how they diverged after that duel in the sun race because you know Dicky Dick sorry <laughs> um, got involved with the prescription drugs, and then you know Beer, uh, Salazar kind of became you know a co he eventually coaches and um, now looking at it from our lens here in 2023 uh, Salazar is the piece of shit yeah absolutely <laughs> I mean like I don't. It's yes, it's illegal, but I think anybody who has a little compassion and empathy can understand somebody who has an addiction has somewhat limited control over what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, not everything is just brushed under the, the rug of oh, they're just they're just addicted, you know. But you know, with Beardsley. He was outside of his family, his immediate family. The only person he was hurting was himself, really. Whereas Salazar, yeah, I mean, yep, well, let's get into it. Yeah, where does it all begin with Salazar? He ends up becoming the coach for the Oregon Project. Well, he he creates it. Okay, he 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 builds it up, and because of his gravita, he is immediately, you know, has respect among you know you know the runners well and and then and rightfully so it's through nike yeah you know let's let's take away the fact that he's and i know we've already spoiled this but let's take away the fact that he's a piece of shit um and even that's and even though i understand that's hard because even as a coach it's not like you can be a piece of shit of a human being and be a good mechanic you know because cars aren't people being a coach you still you really have to be a good human being. Um, but taking that aside, Salazar knew what the hell he was doing when he was mm-hmm. coaching people. Right. He, he was, he, 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 there's a reason he got people like Senshowitz, who was a 1500 meter Olympic champion. And there's a reason why he got that horse tooth motherfucker Galen Rupp on his side, you know? Um, <laughs> sorry, Galen. Um, because he just knows what he's doing. And, Mo Farah came over from Britain mm-hmm. to train with him. Um, you know, yes, you could say it's because of drugs, but honestly, at that level, as I mean, everybody's. You know, when you're when you're Olympic gold medal and world record and world champion level runner, I you have to go a long way to at least me to show me that you're not dirty because it's just so prevalent. Especially the times you're running. Like, mm-hmm. Senshowitz, I might give him a pass because his winning time in the 1500 really wasn't that fast. Well, I think out of all of them, Senshowitz was sort of the cleanest, I guess. You know, there yeah. was not a lot of sticking to him, right? Right, and I, and I don't know, and although, is Senshowitz, is he the guy who's dating... Um, that one who just got busted and broke the world record in the women's mile, the beer mile? Shelby Houlihan? Yeah. Are they? I Are think they? so. I don't know. But anyway, now we're starting to sound like the fucking view. What are we doing here? <laughs> holy crap. God, that's the last thing I oh, want to sound like oh, is those hags. But Sensiewicz, <laughs> so here's an interesting thing. Sensiewicz's time in that um, Olympic 1500 final, if he ran that same time in the, the para-Olympic 
finals, he would have been like seventh. <laughs> I mean, the, it's, it, but it's because it was a tactical race. And Sensiewicz was, I mean, he, Sensiewicz wasn't the fastest guy. Like, he had the best kick, obviously, but he wasn't the fastest guy. So that played into his hand. And that kind of plays into Mo Farah, too. Mo Farah doesn't have the most, like, he doesn't have to have the fastest times. He's never going to set a world record. But if he's you, got four gold medals. In the yeah, defense. because if you lollygag and you wait for the last lap and a half, well, you're fucked because he's right there. And you're not going to beat Mo Farah over the last 125 meters. It's there just not going to happen. Um, although I, I do think Mo Farah is dirty also. But that's yeah, and all of this story. we're going to just preface with the fact that it's alleged. Yeah. It's alleged except in my head. Um, we don't want to get sued as if they could get blood from a turnip on this podcast. Yeah. We're making no money whatsoever. And also, Mo Farah was coached, I, I, was, was coached by um, Salazar as um, uh, Safan Hassan, the former world record holder. In Who recently just competed in Worlds. So. Yeah. Well, let's, let's kind of frame this in the fact that um, there wasn't necessarily – Steroid, you I mean, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, it's not steroids, not steroids, right. but he was sort of manipulating things. And for example, Galen Rupp. Oh, yeah, this is a Galen Rupp is an insane story to me, right? So, what, what happens is part of Salazar's group, what do you, you want to say? It has a there's a doctor that tells him that he needs to go on thyroid medication. Um. And yeah. Well, early on, and so Galen Rupp's kind of wrapped up with a couple of different drugs. Um, he has the one for um asthma, and I'm drawing a blank on the name. But he's had that problem since he was like a kid. Okay, and I so get that. that. So, so that's nothing new. And that really, that drug really is like an appetite weight control drug. Um, you know, but. I remember if you remember back when we talked the last episode when I was talking about how when you run 120 miles for so long, it reacts negatively, negatively. What was that word I just said? Negatively to your body. And the thyroid is one of those ones where it is potentially possible when you run that hard and that much that it's going to throw your body system off and you have to take medication to counteract that. So even the thyroid medication I can toss out. But here's one with him that is whacked, is Galen Rupp was taking testosterone also, and he was with Salazar. Do you want to know when he started doing that with Salazar? At what time or what age do you think Galen Rupp was when he started taking testosterone with Salazar? He was probably, was he in his teens? He was 16 years old. Taking testosterone. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That can't be good. No, I mean, (laughs) you... Find me a doctor that's going to say, yeah, a 16-year-old needs to take that. You're still, you're still, on the, uh, you're still going through puberty for the most part. Yeah, find me someone who, who needs that and is also a world-class runner. Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the coincidentals are just obvious. I mean, Galen Rupp, I want to say Galen Rupp, Rupp won um, the Foot Locker Nationals twice? Okay. No, uh, Ritzenheim won it twice. But Dave, I, I think Dave Galen, and, yeah, and and Ritzenheim, I, I don't think was dirty, because Ritzenheim had a great 
high school career, had a great college career, and his pros was okay. I mean, he was an Olympian. He was he was okay. Um, but compared to what he was in high school, it didn't kind of work out to what it was in the, in the pros. And my guess is because he wasn't choosing. He wasn't on the stuff. But um, now I will say when Salazar got busted, the first thing I thought was, this is going to screw American distance running for a decade. Well, I think you're right about that. I mean, I well, when when even before he gets busted, for however they wanted to spin it, a lot of people started jumping ship, like Mary yeah. Kane. Yeah. Well, uh, Mary Kane and some of the women jumped ship for a completely well. Reason. Yes. Well, well, well. Yeah. Well, so and that, Mary and, Kane and, and, and Will. There's a. Um, I can't think of the other one. He was ridiculing them about their weight. Oh yes. Uh, hold on, hold on. Allegedly. Shit. Well, allegedly, if it's in front of a bunch of people, is it allegedly? I mean, <laughs> I don't right. know. At some point, you got to say, "Yeah, that shit's going on." Oh man. Okay, but so it was. It wasn't Mary Decker. Did he ridicule? You her? You know what? Funny you bring up Mary Decker, who mm-hmm. was still the current record holder for the women's mile, U.S. women's mile. Um, uh, Amy Yoder Bagley. Was the other one. Okay. But Mary Decker, 90, somewhere in the late 90s, got busted for testosterone. Jesus. And now Mary Decker was kind of known for not only kind of being a bitch, but changing coaches left and right. So she went through coaches like water. Um, Okay. And Mary, Mary Decker kind of, we can... Ignore the Zola Bud stuff, uh, which is fantastic, by the way. It's such great stuff. She that tripping ruined Zola Bud's career. Okay. Also, maybe putting sneakers on might have ruined her career too. But whatever. But guess who was uh, Mary Decker's coach when she got busted? Go on. Uh, we haven't. It's not like we've been talking about him for the last oh I don't know twenty minutes or so. Can you guess who it is, Andrew? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like Mo Farah also, um, he. He was accused of um, getting L-carotene injections. Now, L-carotene is a supplement that is perfectly legal to take. Yes. But where it gets fishy is when you inject it because to take enough of it to make a difference, you would have to swallow gobs of pills, like just ridiculous amounts. So, But you could take an injection and force it in and boom. Absorbs a lot quicker in the blood. And and you could get more of it in too. Okay. So Mo was kind of on on the like like questioned about that, and that is one of the things that got Salazar banned. Is that's what he was doing with because L carotene is banned by WADA, or the injection part. Yes, yes. In injecting it is banned. Yeah, and uh, you know. And so he, he this is a, this is from an article from the Guardian. He, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do air quotes. He forgot to declare <laughs> L-carotene, and quote Farah said when he was questioned by investigators, he thought he had only been given magnesium injections. Yeah. What? <laughs> Even still, like magnesium injections, like what the fuck is going on? It's just here? magnesium. Like, yeah, like, Jesus. But I'm not as bad as that. Yeah, but like here's here's a thing that is. Like a lot of people will not, and I, and I don't want to get too technical about this this stuff, but it's 
when you are tested, they give you windows. Like they say, okay, Andrew, tell us when we yeah. can show up unannounced, when you have to pee. And you'd be like, okay, I get up at 7. So 6.30 to 7.30, you mm-hmm. come in, knock on the door, and, and I'll have a pee ready to go because that's usually when you get up and pee, right? Bingo. And then you have moments where you have to let them know where you're going to be in yep. case they want to do a surprise pop-in. And when they do that, they ask you all sorts of stuff. Like, they do. And you have, yeah. to, you have to declare certain things. Right. Like, where have you been right. in the last few you – know, like you, it, it goes in pretty in-depth. Like, are, are you taking any, any medication for – and, and if you are taking medications for a certain medical reason, it's all – got to declare it all. And – Supplements too, you know, you gotta say, yeah. "Hey, I've been taking this." Omega so three, like, okay, whatever, yeah, vitamin C, right? And these are not, and generally speaking, you get the same people over and over again, so you kind of get to know them. And like, the process is so boring and so like, when you when you put the cap back on, you do it. The person testing you doesn't, because if the person testing you touches it, it's tampered with and it's no good, right? But, to, uh, okay, have you ever taken a piss test? I have I mean, not. Other than like going to the doctor. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no. Okay. No. So I was in the military uh, and they used to do random urine Men's or women's? What's that? Men's or women's? <laughs> I was in the Navy. Okay, uh, so women's. <laughs> as opposed to what? The Marines? <laughs> Crayon eating motherfuckers. Crayon eating motherfuckers. So they, you would be randomly tested. And the, so I know both sides of this. So I, I was in the Navy, and they would, they would call you or tell you, hey, you've got you to gotta piss. And you would go, and there would be some, we called them meat gazers. <laughs> <laughs> Someone would, would stand over your shoulder yep. as you're standing right. over a urinal, and you would urinate in a cup. And you're right. The, the, the um, chain of custody is probably what it is. Uh, yeah. You would come back and you would present your sample. <laughs> Sounds so... Yeah. We're talking about piss here. Yeah. So you... Well, dude, uh, the first episode we talked about shit. So <laughs> this is... Might as well bring in number one. Yeah. So you, you, you put the cap on and you put it in front of the person and then there's a seal code they put on it and they, they log it. And I eventually, as I... Went into the, further in the Navy. I was on the other side of that where it had. I was a meat gazer uh, <laughs> in the Navy, <laughs> uh, where I had to actually. That. <laughs> I had to actually watch people urinate. God, this is. You only shook twice. <laughs> Let me help you out. A low point but in my it's, life. It's, it's. So yeah, I had to follow the person into the restroom, watch them urinate, and then they would present it and I you know and I would initial that I had witnessed it so anyway I think I'm speaking to your point where you know there's some control in it and you know the chain of custody of it but you're Mo Farah you've won how many medals how many world championships and you don't know oh yeah I forgot about this supplement right right there's 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 two words sometimes one that comes to to mind with this bullshit mm-hmm. you absolutely fucking knew it i mean well it creates a, cl- a cloud of um uncertainty or, or you, you're gonna question that he said he says in my mind i hadn't taken anything else apart from magnesium i put magnesium on the doping control form but yeah. 
So, oops, I'm sorry, I didn't. But but that's bullshit too, because at that level, you're taking a lot of supplements. Yeah, you're taking, and you got to tell them everything. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, at that point, you almost write it down and hand it to them what you yeah. give. I mean, it's ridiculous. And those who want to know a little more about the process, there is a podcast with Kara Goucher and I just Des. listen to it. It's so and good, it's, and it's really good about the process about how it goes. They don't get into who's like dirty and who's not, which I mean, if I was any of them, I'd probably not do what we're doing right now no, and call people that, out. And I either. thought that the entire time I was listening to it, I was like, yeah. they're not gonna be as And um, they can't. They they're can. not gonna be yeah. like us yeah. as far as yeah. they're not gonna point fingers or anything. Because if they get sued, they're gonna lose real money. If we right. get sued, you know, ten bucks is ten bucks. So Kara's got a career with NBC now. Yeah. Uh Des is working on her, you know, masters yeah. running, so no, they're not going to say what we're right. going to say. Yeah. Which we're all saying it allegedly. But, I mean, the, the point kind of is that we're getting to in a long ways around is there are so many people with little controversy here, little suspect here that all lead back to Salazar. Exactly. Yep. You know, I agree. You that, know. That, that's like... There was so much speculation, and there was so many of his runners. I mean, like you said, Mo Mo Farah came over, Hassan she came over, and she's still competing. She defected from Oregon. Um, so did Mo. So did Mo. Mo, Mo got out of town. Yeah, he I got mean, out of town. And then even Galen Rupp, he didn't he didn't defect until after shit, you know, kind well, of. Well, he didn't broken. I mean, yeah, he he was either going to drown or he was going to, I mean, he had to do something. Well, yeah, he had no coach anymore, so he's got to yeah. find a new coach. And honestly, all this stuff with the drug stuff, I mean, I'm still not sure where I land on it. Obviously, it's against the rules and you shouldn't do it and this and that. Uh, do I think some of the rules should be changed? I don't know. I think about it. Mm-hmm. But none of this drug stuff and performance stuff makes Salazar a piece of shit. It doesn't make him that at all. Does no. it make him? Does it make him questionable as a coach? Maybe you can yeah. argue that. But what makes makes him a piece of shit is what he's done to the women that he's had in his program. Yes. That is just, in my mind, is unforgettable. And you and I are both dads of daughters. You know, so I think it kind of hits there too. I mean, I mean, yes and no. I mean, if you have any respect for a woman ever, the way he treated these young ladies. I mean, I don't know, man. It just it just bugs me because, yeah. I mean, so like I've seen in, or at least I've heard in women's bathrooms in certain bars, you will see signs up there that says, "Hey, if you're with somebody that you're not comfortable with, go up and order like an angel shot, or right. order it on the rocks, order it with salt." And it means different things. It might mean call the police now. It might mean walk me out to my car. It might mean, you know, and while that's nice for women to have, I think there should be a sign in the men's bathroom that says not how to be a fucking piece of shit. There you go. You know, yeah, I exactly. mean, like it, it, it also goes like I, 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 it, this is a whole different topic, but when we talk about like, like if you're going to be a woman, you're going to be, if you're going to hit a man and be a man, expect to get treated like a man. And I'm like, no, like, no, no, no. Cause we're two different. We're, I mean, like, I don't two know. Different beings. And, and I'm not trying to be misogynistic. I'm not trying to be like. No, I don't think you are. But I'm not a big guy. 
I'm not a big guy. I'm 5'10", about 160 well, five pounds. Five nine. Five nine. <laughs> you know, but I can walk into a Walmart almost anywhere in this country and pretty much fuck up any woman I want to. You know, I mean... I'd pay to see that. I mean, but, I mean, but I'm not trying to brag, but, you know, guys are such pieces of shit sometimes. Yeah. And it, it annoys the hell on me when Salazar does shit like this because I'm like, damn it. No. Like, let's try to be... Let's actually try to be men. Let's try not to be pieces of shit. And he's a piece of shit. But let's get into why he's a piece of shit. Because I've gone on. A, I'm just. I'm getting hyped up now. And I love I'm sorry. It. I um, love yeah. it. <laughs> it just. It just annoys me. So there are two people specifically mm-hmm. that were under Salazar that really drive it home: Mary Kane and Kara Goucher. And there's a third one, and I'm going to try to find this. Because right. He, he ridiculed her, too. I'm sorry. Go, go, go ahead. Yeah, we, we did this already. Amy Yoder Bagley. God yeah. damn, man. Will you pay attention? For I'm paying attention. <laughs> now New York Times is making me feel so, so Thanks, New York Times. Let's, let's start don't with, want you as a sponsor. Let's start with Mary Kane. So Mary Kane actually grew up in a town that was about 45 or 50 minutes south of me. Bronxville. Yep. She, Mary Kane... You can argue, and you can argue easily, that she is the greatest girls runner to come out of high school ever. I mean, I believe she has six of the top ten fastest mile times run by a high school girl ever. She was she was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, phenomenal. Like, I remember her, but she was phenomenal. And now, Bronxville is an interesting little town. Bronxville is such a small place. Bronxville is this little hamlet. In New York, about a half hour north of the city, very rich area. And it's such a small place that they don't have buses. Everybody walks to school. And this coach churns out state champions, like team champions, probably every five years. They're amazing. They're great. And he just coaches the girls. And they have great runners. Unbelievable runners. And Mary Kane was without a doubt his best runner ever. After her 11th year or her, her, her junior year in high school, he was smart enough to go, this girl's way too good for everybody else in this country. And he actually passed her off to Salazar. And he was like, listen, take her, go. And Ew, at, at the time, it was the right move. And it was... I mean, think about it. You're a high school coach that has great, great success with, with girls cross country. Track was okay, but track's a different gig because track you need to have sprinters and field events. Cross country, you just need to have runners. And this man's ego was such in check, he recognized this girl's bigger than me. As much success as I, as I have had, this girl's bigger, bigger than me and let her go. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. And Most coaches won't do that. Right, right. And she... Went off there and started doing okay and then started having trouble. And she, there's a video out of, of her talking about what happened to her. And she talks about how in a group setting, Salazar would say she's fat, how she's gained weight. And yep. just ridicule her. He, he would ridicule her about her weight. And she went, it was such, she was working so hard that she went three years without having a period. And struggling. And he yeah. would tell her, like, why are you even running? Like, wh- and I just, like, I don't get how that is motivating to somebody. 
You know, I mean, as a coach, you need to know who you can like beat like a donkey and who you have to stroke. True. Yeah, that's that's part of coaching, yeah. knowing your athletes. And she talks about how it got so bad she started to cut herself. Jesus Christ. And it got to the point where she actually said something to Salazar and the coaches, and they basically told her, ah, just get a good night's sleep and you'll be fine. Yeah, that, that, that works. Yeah. And, and here's where her parents come in and I think deserve to be more of the story. She called her parents up and told, her what, and told them what was going on. And they were like, pack your stuff. You're getting on a plane tomorrow. You're coming home now. And that was it. She was, she was done. Done. Yeah. And, and she's, she's a world-class runner at 26, 25, 26 years, years of age. And they're like, no, no, no. We don't care. You're coming home now. And I think as much as we should lambast Salazar, we should recognize the parents for, for doing that. Because – Good point. You know, we, we – I think – we also need to recognize people who do the right thing and step in and be like, hey, wait, wait, wait. And her parents absolutely did and stepped in and took her out. And who knows what they went and saved her from, you know? And what's even worse is what Kara Goucher went through. Yeah, and she recently admitted that uh, the allegations of the sexual abuse, and it's in, it's in her book, were legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, which, which kind of like we, <laughs> Larry Nasser type of abuse. I mean, yeah. I mean, so those who don't know, and it's probably most of you. So Kara Goucher talks about how Salazar would give ma- massages to people. They would just jump on a table and he would massage them. And, you know, like she said, it happened to even her husband, Adam, he would be on a table, and she's like, okay, I didn't think much of it. I think you most know. coaches do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, it's just, I mean, but it's not unheard of, I guess. I, it, is a little, it is a little weird, though, but yeah, it does happen because, I mean, but a good coach will send you to somebody. But, but yeah, here's the, you're, you're in the Oregon Project with Nike, and you've got millions of dollars. Why is he rubbing right. down those runners? Right, but I'm, like even, even – like my my buddy Rob, he has worked on my foot. He's also like, go see this this person here. You know, right? You know what he hasn't done? He hasn't slipped a finger in me. So there's not a yet. Different anyway. story there. And Rob, by the way, if you, anyway, no. Um, <laughs> you know, but it is. Tommy's little, open for business. <laughs> it is a little strange though when you think about it because Oregon had everything there. You wanted chocolate milk, you get chocolate milk. You need a massage, you get they a massage. They named a building after a birth. <laughs> yeah, size. yeah. So. She didn't think much of it, and then she was talking about how, like, she was basically the first female that he had, and there was a time where they, I don't remember the race she was talking about, but they were, he was working on her, and he slipped a finger in while he was giving her a rub down. Now, I went to school for massage therapy. Really? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing after the show? Um, <laughs> I'm not slipping a finger in it. That's what you're asking. You know, and like, I don't know. As a, as a male working on a female, I was exceedingly... Cautious. Yeah. 
aware. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to have, like, when I would have to move something, I would do it quick. Boom. Yeah. Like, nurses who work on a baby, boom, boom, they go fast because I don't want it to be, so, yeah, I'm never going to slip something in by mistake or right. ever. Right. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, you're right. No. That's just wrong. So, that happened, and Kara Goucher talks about how she was stunned by it. Her first, her first reaction, she, she said, was like, I did something dirty to my husband. Yeah. And that comment to me just says, just speaks volumes to the power that Salazar had. Right. That like, you, your, your first reaction isn't like, what the fuck did Jesus do? It's, yeah. oh my God, what did I do wrong? Right. And that, Which yeah. Which typifies no. that kind of abuse where... You immediately, the victim is is uh, wondering what they did wrong, right? Which is sad, yeah, because it's not, you know. And honestly, when you're not expecting it, I mean, in hindsight, it's kind of easy to say, "What the hell were you doing?" But right. in the moment, it's got to be like, "Wait, what? Did I just did that? Hold on, yeah. Wait, hold, wait, what just happened here? You know." And the then, levity of the situation, you're just wondering what, what just happened. Right. Did that just happen? Right, right. And then she talks about how it was like a couple years later that the second time happened, the same thing. And between those two events, her husband, Adam, who was a athlete with him, left. But she still wasn't. She was still, still there. because. And again, you have to think of Salazar... Was the man? He was. He this was, was very all, brash. This very. was all your hopes and dreams. I mean, he was going to be giving her everything she wanted, and then when it happened a second time, she was like, okay. "Oh, get out of here! Oh my god!" And you know, again, going going back to people doing the right thing, when she said something to to her husband, like, "We need to leave. I'm done." She she said. He didn't say, well, it's about time. She said, you know, she's like, he goes, we're leaving? She's like, yeah, good. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yes. You know, and didn't, didn't try to like be like, you should have listened to me all this time. You know, just, you know, which is, I mean, it's got to be a difficult spot for, for, for him to be in because if I was him, I think the <laughs> first thing I would have done was beating the fuck out of Salazar and uh, I'd be yeah. in, yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd be in a lot of trouble, but I'd be like, I don't care. Let's do it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, so this is why Salazar is a piece of shit. How big of a piece of shit is he, Tommy? Um, on a uh, snotty scale, he's a five <laughs> snotty piece of shit. Yeah. He's a five snot piece of shit. This guy would kick fucking puppies, I think. Yeah. You know what I want to do? I want to break into his house. I want to take every, every slice of bread and toast it. And then put it back in the bag. That's what I want to do to this fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Why did I even say that for him? That's God. pretty harsh, Tommy. That is tough. That's how I'm a badass like that. <laughs> tough oh. guy. Oh, God. Where are we now? We just... I don't know what the hell we're talking I, about. I think we've gone off the rails because yeah, I think I just, this is just, more passionate than we thought it was going to be. It is. It just annoys the hell out of me, yeah. man. It does. It does. I didn't know this was going to end up this way because I, I, I mean, um, we, you know, we always have an outline in show notes, but we try to stay to them, and uh, you know, 
I think it just kind of meanders like we okay. wanted to do. Here's so. how we can get back on, on track. So in 1999, Salazar gave a speech. And what he said was, and I quote, and talk about him being uh, the drug guy. It's difficult to be in the top 10 in the world in distance running without using EPO or HGH. So <laughs> that's, what, mean, that's an admission of guilt, right? That's, not, that's over 20 years ago, man. That's what he said then. Oh, yeah. and then and then when he he was he was getting busted, he said, I have always followed water rules seeking guidance from USADA to ensure my interpretation of water's rules is correct. Now, hold. let's look at that for a second here. Mm-hmm. Seeking guidance from USADA. That's just lip service there. But to ensure my interpretation of WADA's rules is correct. So basically, he wanted to know, so if I do this, I'm okay, right? And if we do this, I'm okay. I'm right. Like, it just sounds like he's trying to bend the rules and skate around it. Which, as a coach, I mean, I guess that's... Not necessarily a bad way to do it, but he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a, a, the U.S. track and field drugs are basically. Mm-hmm. So going back a little bit in 2017, this is from the Sunday Times of London reveal details of a confidential 269 page USADA report on the Oregon Project investigation leaked by a Russian hacking group called Fancy Bears. Yes, they're great. I don't know. As don't long know as they don't hack is. us. <clears throat> yeah. The report was prepared in response to a subpoena from the Texas State Medical Licensing Board regarding the care given by Dr. Brown to past and present Oregon Project athletes. USADA said the medical board is still deciding its case. So this, this is an older article, but it goes to how Dr. Brown was, you he, know, under Salazar's direction yeah, maybe yeah. I mean, to he, um assign certain ailments quote air, air quote to athletes to give them um medication right i mean when that's you have, part of his whole suspension was that he was manipulating right well well when you have nike money and you're gonna find somebody who's willing to write something out just like the same way lance got busted but he got a doctor to backdate a script for a saddle sore cream. You know, yeah, I, I, exactly. I mean, you, you're, you're going to find somebody like that. Yeah. But there's, I was watching a documentary on somebody who was like an assistant coach and wound up leaving because he didn't like some of the stuff he saw. And one of the things this guy uh, was talking about was they were doing tests on this person, giving him testosterone cream and then testing him to see what the levels were. And then giving him more to see if it would pass. And giving him more and, see, and to see if it, 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 it would go and pass. So they're using this person as a guinea pig to see how much cream they could put on before they would get busted. Pushing the limit. Right. And do you know who they were using that on? Who the guinea pig was? Who? His Salazar son, Alex. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Nice. That's real <laughs> like, nice. Real nice. Like, like, what the hell? Now, do we want to... Um, uh, Stop bashing Alberto and get into um, how so many people are getting busted in this country here. And I shouldn't say so many because I think we're in a different situation than like Kenya and Russia and Ethiopia because we have a really strong 
drug, anti-drug folks here. U- USADA. USADA. Yeah. Travis Tygart. That man is the head of USADA, which is the U.S. anti-doping agency. He has done some baller shit, man. I mean, he has taken down some people. He's aggressively gone after Lance and among others, yeah. Yes, yes. Like, so he's the guy responsible for Balco, which uh, like wound up getting uh, Raphael Romero to point his finger. I've never taken steroids, period. And one month later, he, yeah. he got in busted. Front of the, in front of Congress, yeah. Marion Jones went to jail because she testified saying she never took anything. So and yeah, she, she she never tested positive. Right, she never tested positive, she but she lied, lied because she was taking shit. Yeah, there you go. Justin Gatling, that dude, uh, sprinter, right? Yeah, I mean, he got caught like I think he's he's been caught at, caught at least twice. He may be, I don't know if he's banned for life, but he got caught. He served his suspension. He came back and he got caught again. And uh, I think he's working at Trader Joe's right now. Yeah, <laughs> which is you know it's crazy though. And then Floyd Landis. Oh, got the the, yeah. the the pride of Pennsylvania. Yeah, Amish, <laughs> yeah. former Amish Floyd Landis. So, um, yeah, it's it's it, Usada is pretty stringent. Like, you could sit there and say that guy is just being a prick and going after people, and you can also look at it as he's just doing his job as it's set up to do. I mean, you know, again, I am conflicted here when it comes to this kind of, kind of stuff because so many people are dirty that I'm just like, I just want to see the best people win. I just want right. to see who's going to work the hardest and who's the most talented win. I, I mean, if they're all on drugs, I don't care, you know. And it's – the sport is – kind of like in a controversy between those who are making it clean and those that are not making it clean and it's so hard it's salt and pepper mm-hmm. and you're yeah. you're taking a handful of salt and a handful of pepper and you're trying to pick the pepper out of the salt it's kind of difficult so I don't blame this guy for doing what he's supposed to do and at the same token, I just I just want to see the I just want to see the best. I yeah, just, it goes back to our episode five where we talk about coaches are going runners athletes are going to try to get that advantage mm. and, and and push the limit to what they can do. And you know, I think what separates other people to what we're talking about Salazar, he was a piece of shit on top of it. Right. Yeah. Which. I don't think anybody will argue with that. Yeah, I mean that that. Yeah, so I was. I just. I'm just. I just, again. I want to toast all his bread and put it back in the. In the bag. <laughs> that, that's it's, showing him. It is. It is. So, um, do we want to? Do we have time to talk about uh, Shelby Hulhan? <laughs> of course. Why all not? Right. Shelby Hulhan. So Shelby Hulhan. She's among the one, others. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's one that I don't know. It's. She got busted for Nandrolone. And did we get into Nandrolone the last time? We did not. I don't okay. know. I think know I'm that saving is. that for the uh, Ethiopia one. So, yeah, what is that? Um, don't worry about it. We'll get into it in a couple of episodes. But she got. <laughs> well, that was terrible of me to say that. I'm sorry. Um, she got. So Nandrolone is a substance that. It's a steroid that builds. Um, 
lean muscle mass and she got caught with that and she tried to blame it on a truck uh a food truck burrito food yeah well yeah because <laughs> if you ingest a lot of like boar meat you know not like cattle meat or 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 pig meat but like boar meat you pork. will yeah yeah well not pork pork is pig you said boar meat boar yeah not pork yeah. boar 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 is a pig well anyway <laughs> so now the in I order fucked you up <laughs> uh, yeah yeah you did you did yeah so did dale's um double american ipa percent uh, so she now in order to get your levels to pop you would have to have something like eight burritos like it's it's just ridiculous so and people have been have been busted before and brought in samples and say no it was this right. and they've tested it and they say okay you're 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 good so i don't know if she did or didn't do that but obviously if that's what she thought i would go back and get a a fucking dozen burritos be like test these yeah. motherfuckers when these you know and so do I think she's guilty? Yeah, I kind of think Shelby's guilty. I mean, I do like her. I think she's a good personality for the sport. Yeah. Um, I mean, she did a beer mile, so I yeah, mean, I, I, I like yeah. her already. Yeah. So I mean, it's just, and do I blame her for maybe taking a little edge to make herself better? Fuck no, I don't. You know, I'd rather have her. Take some illegal drugs and work with Salazar, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, uh, she, just, yeah, she's probably guilty. Yeah, but I do think she's, I do think she's probably sensuous. allegedly. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, but anyway, we're not going back to the view here. So, <laughs> listen, let's let's wrap this shit up. Yeah, so, let's land, let's land this plane. So, what what do you think is going to happen with American distance running now that Salazar is done? I, oh, I, I just think American distance running is. So far behind the rest of the world. Yeah. We, 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 Not we, behind we, the rest of the world, behind Ethiopian. Well, Kenya. Eastern Africa. I mean, we just, we, we get excited, you know, with um, Kira D'Amato and even Galen Rupp and some other people that are coming along. And we just, we get Do excited. Do we get excited about Galen Rupp? Is there anything about him that excites you? No, but I mean, I mean if he was in always... your house, would you talk to him? We'd be like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'd probably offer him a beer and he wouldn't take it. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I just would be like, eh, and walk by him. He yeah. doesn't seem like, I don't think I want to talk to him. But I, I mean, people don't... like Kira D'Amato, like, she's great. Like, if yeah. you follow her Instagram, she's a really good person. She's cool. But I don't know if that's our next big hope. Like, I'm, I, I don't, there's not a lot of excitement and that's about part of our the next distance runners. Is, is we have, a handful with a couple of fingers left over to count on, you know, like of who was going to be great. You go to Kenya and there's a basket full yeah. That, yeah. that are better than anything we've, we, we've got, you know? So maybe that leads into our next episode. Why Ethiopian Kenya? Ethiopia yeah. Kenya why, why are they leading the way? Because the, the whole thing is, they train together. They train at altitude. Their diet. Is that really it, Tommy? <laughs> well, well I, I, listen, we're on Salazar and America. We're not going to get into that right now. But, but So maybe we need to delve into that in the, next, in the next episode. But I think, yes, yes. But I think 
we're screwed. We're screwed. I agree. Because as much as Salazar did with the drugs um, and keeping the reason why he's a piece of shit out of it, this is why we're screwed. Take Galen Rupp. He's the American half marathon record holder. Do you know where his American record holder lands all time? Drum roll. 268th. <laughs> yeah. What is, his, what is this? Do you have his half marathon? Was it... I don't give a fuck what Sub it is. Sub hour? Is he, is he, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was definitely on, on, under an hour. Um, his marathon PR is two hours, six minutes, and seven you seconds. You can't compete with that. Two hours, six minutes, and seven seconds. You're, you're not going to be competitive. It's 235th all time. Yeah. He was second place at Boston. His time at Boston, coming in second, puts him 2,955th in the world. In 2017, he won Chicago. That puts him 2,148th all time. Right. And Chicago is a racetrack. Should be. It's flat. It is. It's a wind. racetrack. It's a racetrack. Right. Ryan Hall. He was doped. He was doped. Allegedly. Oh, he was doped. Allegedly. His America, his, so his, he ran two hours, four minutes, and 58 seconds. He ran like a three-and-a-half-minute PR. You don't run a three-and-a-half-minute PR at that level not being doped out of your Gordon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You just don't. But two hours, four minutes, and 58 seconds. Yeah. He's I, 89th in the world. We, we, yeah, we need to dig into 89th. that. 89th. And we just took our best coach and deservedly threw him in a trash heap. We're fucked, man. Yeah, and, I, you, you're right. I, I, that's, what I'm, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't, there's, no, there's no hope out there, I think, for, for USA. And I'm okay if it means someone like that isn't around certain people. I'm right. okay with that. Yeah, I'm absolutely fine yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. But that even creates more of a cloud of skepticism around that. And okay, fine. Listen, if if someone like Mary Kane doesn't have to go through what she went went through, then listen, Amen. our our best times can be 2,852nd right. in the world. I don't care. I don't care. Okay. It doesn't matter. No, I agree. Yeah. Well, way to, way to land that plane, Tommy. Man, you're, you're a professional, man. So the next day, <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, no, so, you are. We're getting a lot of, I'm going to be like Trump. We're getting a lot of good comments out there coming in. We're the best. No, we're, we're getting some good feedback from these uh, podcasts. People, just give us shit. We don't care. Yeah, just, just, just give us something. Yeah, just give it. We don't care. Just say no, something. But we, you're, like, you're the worst. Not, you're drinking shitty beer. We're not talking over or each listen. other. The volume's better. The listenership is increasing. Listen, and if you want to like donate beer, we'll drink your fucking beer. Well, we'll drink your beer as long as it's not in a clear or green bottle. If it's in a clear or green bottle... You like Alberto who Alberto Salazar you can go fuck yourself. I'm looking at you, fourteen fifty two. If you could send some our way. <laughs> oh no, he's on his second kid. He's got. He's yeah, he's, he's yeah. done. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's picking yeah, he's up toys finished. right now. So the next episode, bro. Um, let's delve into East Africa. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about actually, yeah. how the dominance of Kenya and Ethiopia because I think that matters before we get into how much drugs are actually going on in Kenya. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know if we have 40 minutes worth of talk with that, but who cares? Yeah, well, who we knows? We can talk about my mother if you want. Yeah, and my mom. and My papa doodles got my glasses now. <laughs> who knows going to chop? 
Who knows who's going to chime in in the next episode so we can... Listen, if you comment, text, or email us, it's going to be read in the air. So uh, I don't know if that's going to be a challenge or that's going to be a dare. So if you do it, we're going to read it on the air. And we're certainly not going to mention your name, though. No, no. No. uh, Unless... No, we're not going to mention your name. Yeah. (laughs) You'll figure it out. Maybe. (laughs) All right. All right, let's wrap it up, bro. Yeah, so this has been another episode of the... It's not Rocket Podcast. We thank you for listening. Everyone take care. Have a good night. Peace out, bitches. The Snot Rocket Podcast is a Blair Corp production. Music provided by Alexander Nakarada at filmmusic.io. Like follow, listen, rate, and review on Spotify or iTunes. You can email us at snotrocketpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at snotrocketpodcast.